ain't ain't here to make no friends. The psychological sewer of Australian television. It's the absolute cesspit of TV. I'm not here to make friends with you guys. I could care less. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, you're right. You're not here to make friends. She's not here to make any friends. I'm not here to make friends. What? 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 Let's be friends. Kumbaya, my love. No. G'day guys, it's the Not Here To Make Friends podcast with me, James Weir and Carla Pignasca. Hey my friend. Hello and a merry welcome to you. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, we're coming off the back of a huge year, aren't we? Yes, may 2021 just be full of vigour and verve and all things that aren't a pandemic. And we're all pretending like on January 1st, it's mm. all going to go It's all gonna go back to normal. We're yep. not going to have a pandemic. No. There's not going to be any drama. Of course I- what's not. What's isolation? What is that? Yeah, well... Yep. Um, uh, it's been a particularly bad year for the Royals. Mm. I think Harry summed it up a few days ago. It's been a universally tough year for everybody. You know, someone said to me right at the beginning of, uh, of the pandemic, it's almost as though Mother Nature has sent us to our rooms for bad behaviour, um, to really take a moment and think about what we've done. Now, he oh. was he was talking collectively about the universe in a pandemic, but I feel mm. like it was coming from a real personal place yeah, about sure. being uh, pushed into his room and having to think about yeah. what he's done. Go to your room, Harry. Go to your room and think about how you've dismantled the royal family. Oh, gosh. Didn't they put a spanner in the works? Well, of course, we started 2020 yeah. with Harry and Meghan denouncing their royal ties. Uh-huh. I was on the royal tour a year ago, just over a year, a year ago, when they announced that they were launching a lawsuit against uh, some tabloids over there, and, and then they quickly decided that they were going to leave the family. Mm. So uh, we, we saw it play out this right. year. Uh, they, I couldn't believe it. Well, they said that they were leaving to go to Canada. Yes. They ended up going to LA. See, that was my favourite part of it. Mm. When uh, when people were saying, you just want to be, you know, flashy and glam and, you know, use get all the benefits of being a royal without actually being a royal. Yeah. And they said, come on, we're just going to live a quiet life in Canada mm. on some island there. Then Neck they end up minute. in Hollywood. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, so then they get stuck in this giant gated mansion that they yeah. lived in, dropping <laughs> off secret parcels to homeless shelters and things, but being caught on secret. CCTV. Oh, I know. What a, very, what a surprise. I know. Oh, imagine why, that. D- didn't know there was candid camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though it's only shot from their good side. Mm. But yeah, that was a huge thing and that kicked off 2020. Yeah. So 2021, one can imagine what that's going to hold in store for them. Look, where do they go from there? Uh, tapping out, I feel. They tapped out of the royal family mm. uh, to, to lead a quiet life away from the cameras. It only pushed them further into the spotlight. Uh, and for this third edition of our uh, special end of year uh, podcast series that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this one's focused on how uh, the year destroyed the Royals. We thought we'd uh, chat to news.com.au's Royal reporter, Daniela Elsa. She's on the phone now. Hey, Daniela. Hey, James and Dixie. Now, I uh, there's been a lot of talk across the year about when the wheels really started to fall off with Harry and Meghan. I I got to say, for mm. me, a big a big point in the timeline is when uh, the Queen revoked their Instagram handle at Sussex Royal. I mean, <laughs> has a bigger <laughs> statement ever been made when the Queen steals your hashtag? But but when do you think the wheels started to fall off? Look, I really think the world started to fall off in 2019 for the couple. They really took hit after hit in terms of PR crises and controversies, you know, even going back to February 2019 when Megan went to New York for that really lavish A-list. Oh, yeah, um, and Amal Clooney, uh, yeah, mm. Clooney was there. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, she flew over on a private jet. They stayed at, um, or they had the shower at this very expensive hotel called The Mark. And, you know, from that moment, I think she was really saying she was just going to do things the way she saw fit and the way she wanted. And, you know, back in the UK and around the world, she was getting a lot of flack for this very, um, this you know, this very glam um, outing. And, you know, which is in totally kind of in contradiction to, to royal tradition. So I think, you know, that was a real juncture where it, it became really apparent that Megan and, you know, and Harry too were really going to chart their own course and do what they wanted. I feel that's very unfair because she comes from that world. Like her friends are celebrities. So it it just follows suit that that's what you would do if your friends go in those circles. You know, if I did, I would too. But this is the thing. Uh, I think it's been pointed out before. A lot of the celebs that she's hanging out with now uh, she wasn't hanging out with them before exactly. she met Harry. There was Oprah, there's Amal Clooney, there's yep. Venus Williams. She didn't know yep. any of these people before she became a, a, pr- a princess or a duchess. She absolutely, you know, you know, she absolutely didn't. You know, she was a successful actress. She was on a on a hit TV show. She had a very successful career, but you know, she wasn't getting chased down the street by the paparazzi. You know, Oprah probably didn't know who she was. Right. You know, there was a story that came out this year. You know, it's all alleged. There's you know, but that um, that at Harry and Meghan's wedding, one of the guests sitting next to George and Amal um, was a woman named Carolyn Bartholomew, who supposedly, so this is all very, you know, allegedly and supposedly, turned to them and said, oh, how do you know um, the couple? Carolyn Bartholomew was a really old friend of Diana's. And George and Amal said, oh, we don't. So, oh. you know, the, the, you know the, the, the impression there being that, you know, they just invited celebs to their wedding who were obviously going to say yes to it as right. an invitation to a royal wedding. So, you know, so... It, Exactly to Diggs's point, you know, these were not women she was hanging out with before she met Harry. Um, you mm. know, more power to her for, you know, Do you making th- some great connections. Mm. But. Do you think Megan ever could have won or was she always doomed to, to fail just in the eyes Ooh, of the public? Oh, yeah, good call. That's a, that's a really tough question, you know, because I think if she had towed the line and done everything, you know, perfectly in inverted commas, you know, someone still would have found some reason to find fault with her. But I think it's really important here just to keep in mind that, you know, every single woman who's married into the royal family, going back to Diana, has had a really, really rough trot for the first couple of years. You know, even Diana, you know, was beloved by the time that she and Charles divorced. But those early years, you know, she was getting a lot of criticism in the press. Same thing happened with Fergie. You know, we look at um, Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, in her early years of marriage to William. You know, she got praised for a lot of things, but she was also criticised and called work shy and, and you know, the, the press in the UK especially castigated her for going on too many holidays. So I think as unfortunate and as unfair as it is, I think all women who marry into the royal family just have to face this really particularly horrible period at the beginning where everything they do, and especially if they do things differently and, um, you know, do come in for a lot of criticism. Obviously, she came in for even more because of, um, you know, the fact she's American. And obviously, you know, some of that criticism, you know, there was an element in some parts that was driven by racism as well. Of course. I kind of wonder what would have happened if she'd waited it out and five years from now I reckon she would be she would have been absolutely beloved and adored and you know held up as the paragon of the perfect She the would perfect have been the underdog. Yeah, exactly. Well, it did it does feel like that they pulled the trigger really early in leaving the royal mm. family, which is just insane because you think there's so many little girls and boys that sit there growing up thinking one day I'm going to be a prince or princess mm. or a king or queen and finally you get to do that and she goes, nah, don't want it. No, That's but crazy. I, I love sending that <laughs> message to young people. If it's not working for you, just quit. Oh, God. Just quit. 
<laughs> I love Jeez, that message. That's not a sentiment Relatable. at all. Relatable. <laughs> well, the thing that's crazy to me is like it's not – she's not exactly like a trailblazer in terms of mm. a woman who was a divorcee. I mean, Wallace Simpson mm. way back in King Edward's days, mm. he abdicated for her for love. So it's not something that's highly unusual in the royal family. Yet there are these stick-in-the-mud royalists, these hardcore monarchists mm. who just want tradition for the sake of tradition. You know what? Mm. It's 2021 now. Get over it. You know, mm. we've mm. all come from broken pasts or, you know, from different backgrounds, and it's great. I think it's great. You know what? You know, for me, what it marks is an end to this interbreeding of, like, royalty. Mm. Now there's some outside blood, maybe. Right. You know, there won't be these weird, red-headed, balding freaks in the family I anymore. Know. And all those hardcore <laughs> monarchists always look like they smell like a really old antique store, don't they? Just <laughs> very like musty. Naphthalene. Lots of dust. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hey, Daniela, when they mm. did move over to Canada and then Hollywood mm. uh, this year, um, what do you think their biggest missteps were along the way and could they have done it differently um, mm. to get a, a different outcome in terms of public perception? Oh, that's a really tough question. And look, you know, I think the other thing that, that you know, is worth keeping in mind here is, you know, if everything they'd done this year, they'd done, but it had been a year without COVID, I think we would be looking at things differently too. So it's kind of really hard to assess how they how this year would have played out and how they would have behaved, what they would have done if, you know, the world hadn't had to deal with this particularly crap on um, pandemic. Look, I don't know if they've made any one, you know, massive mistake per se. I think what has happened this year is, you know, they've gotten to California. Um, you know, they're now living in, in Montecito, just near Santa Barbara. And I think really the thing that is looking more and more like, you know, it's problematic in terms of, you know, London and the palace's view is, you know, that they're two things. One, that they're kind of going out and inking these really high-profile um, mega, mega deals with mm. Netflix and Spotify and companies like that. Mm. And, you know, that's going to mean they're going to have to give something of themselves. You know, Spotify, is, I would guess, not just giving them, you know, absolute truckloads of cash, um, you know, for just lots of really nice nature documentaries, you know. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, Spotify. So, you know, I think that, you know, they're going to have to invest themselves and put themselves into that. And that sort of exposure is something that I think, you know, the palace would not exactly be excited about. But it's um, also weird mm. that they're now locking themselves into these contracts that require mm. them to be public and to expose every part mm. of their life mm. when that's what pushed them out of the royal family in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you've had, well, there's, look, there's been a lot of people who've also, you know, pointed out saying, you know, for a couple who kept saying that they want privacy and they want normalcy, mm. moving to an area with the highest saturation of paparazzi in the world is hardly, uh, you know, a Low recipe key. for peace. Exactly, yeah. for peace and quiet. So, you know, there is at times been this disconnect between kind of what they're saying or what the message is and, you know, their actions. Um, so, look... I think it's just going to, I think we're going to see more next year and I think we're going to see them becoming a lot more vocal and I think we're going to see a lot more of them, whether that is in the real world, if, you know, we all can sort of start to inch out of our houses um, or whether it's just more of them in terms of, you know, Archwell, their foundation is in the process of launching this week. They announced their first project as part of that, which is um, funding um, kitchens in, in disaster areas. Um, yeah, so, see, you know, I think... Guys, yeah. you're missing the point. You see, the whole move was philanthropic 
topic. It was do good. Mm. It was, you know, for humanity. These deals that they're signing is to put out great nature documentaries, which although I don't really, like, leave that. That's the domain of Morgan Freeman. Right, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. <laughs> Try something else. So, because like, Kitchens d- is good. She experimented earlier this year with that lion documentary. Oh, was it lion or was it elephants? Was it elephants? Elephants. Didn't care. No, not great. But see, it, is it all philanthropical? Because a few weeks ago she was spruiking instant coffee sachets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and look, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, her elephant doco, she mm-hmm. donated her fee for whatever that was to a charity that she and Harry support around conservation, which is, you know, absolutely to her credit. Whereas, you know, look, there's been huge numbers thrown around about, you know, what the combined value of the Spotify and the Netflix deals are. But look, you know, we're looking at least upwards of $150 million. We don't know how much of that money might get ploughed back into their charity. Maybe all of it will, or you know how you know, or or kind of what they're going to do with that money. So look, you know, they may well put it all into the charity, but they haven't said that so far, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Hey, Daniela, I want to uh, I want to ask you about the impact that it's had on the royal family back in the UK, mm-hmm. um, because I got to say, in 2020, Kate is just thriving. I mean, she's she's talking on every Zoom call she can get her face on. Mm. She's out in gardens. <laughs> she's yeah. I mean, she's really just become uh, the woman of the people. I can only imagine what this year will bring for them, for mm. Kate and for Will's. Uh, because they are the golden children yeah, right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're the goody two-shoes. Mm. Look, they are the goody two-shoes, but you know what I think is interesting this year, and especially because of the pandemic, they've had to obviously take part in Zoom and video call engagements rather than out in the real world, is, you know, I think we've really seen a much more, um, you know, personable and real sense of especially Kate you know yeah. she's a lot more she seems a lot more relaxed she's chatting she's laughing you know she did a QA and a um, at the beginning of this month you know and she just she just seemed like a really for the first time like actually a fun person to hang out her with her demeanor has impression. changed yeah yeah are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, because she, she, you, you don't have to. Sorry, I was going to say because it's so much easier on Zoom because you don't have to go anywhere. Like you can You're pretend right. to give a shit, but you actually don't oh care. Oh my god! And also, <laughs> yeah. people only see the top half <laughs> exactly. of your body. Exactly. So, so William and Kate probably aren't even wearing pants nah, in their Zoom jammies, calls. They're in and mm. it's so yeah. good. Like for someone like me who is an extrovert introvert, like I love to think that I would go out. Like I get JOMO, right? Like at the joy of missing out. Like oh, okay, oh I just yeah. want to be invited, <laughs> but then I would rather turn it down. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like if I just have to attend something via Zoom, I'm all in for that. But if I actually have to get out of my house and see people and small talk. So that's why Kate's thriving because Daniela, that's a great point. Her demeanour certainly seems lighter and brighter and she's not Mm -hmm. uptight as what she usually Mm -hmm. seems. Exactly. And look, you know, this is the thing. Like, Kate is actually naturally a super shy woman and a super shy person. And, you know, it's taken her a long time to, you know, find her voice in, in, you know, in both literally and figuratively and to really, you know, feel confident and comfortable in that role. And I think that progression was already happening, but I think that's really probably been accelerated by this year. And the fact that she can really show us um, just a much more relaxed, happy, you know, real sense of her as a person. You know, one of my favourite things this year was when she and William um, called a bingo game for, 
a bunch of senior citizens. Oh, like that yeah. was really cute and right. really fun. You know what you know? my favourite like, moment was? Mm. What? It was it was Stockings Gate. Well, we finally got to the bottom of the oh. feud between Megan and oh. uh, and Kate with the stockings, stockings at the wedding. To the wedding. Well, look, you know, there's still there is still a quite slight question mark over that. So, oh, can know. we not put that to bed? It's 2021. <laughs> it okay, could, just no, refresh never. me. What happened? Because it was the Tatler expose. Is that right, Daniela? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, look, that was the article that came out around June this year that um, ostensibly, you know, was meant to be a really positive profile of Kate, and then um, you know the headline was cast from the great, and then it was actually full of these quite um, caustic. Uh, stories about her and her family and then one of the things that came out was supposedly supposedly the feud between Megan and Kate dates back to Kate, uh, to William sorry to Harry and Megan's 2018 wedding when there was a fight between the two women about whether the little flower girls should wear stockings or not tradition said they should because the queen was going to be present Megan supposedly didn't want them to because it was summer and they were going to be hot so that Gosh. supposedly was the source of the feud. Now, oh, I read uh, there was a lot of stories coming out from that one Tatler expose, and uh, mm. it was reported at the time that, you know, in a very rare move, Kensington Palace came out mm-hmm. and they started taking action against the magazine. They were demanding mm-hmm. retractions. They negotiated mm-hmm. with their lawyers, and Tatler ended up caving in and taking out a lot of the Kate and Will's kind of rumours and sources mm-hmm. said stuff. But a lot of the Meghan and Harry stuff stayed Stay in. in. And I want to know, yeah. I mean, is that just... You know, is that just a sign that, um, you know, Megan and Harry, they were getting held to a different standard than other people in the family? Well, look, this is a tricky one. And it's also slightly, maybe not dicey, but it's hard to know just because there's legal stuff involved here. You know, whether it was stuff that they didn't feel, whether they, you know, basically whether they, you know, were slightly throwing Megan and Harry under the bus and didn't care if some, you know, someone was saying really critical, not necessarily true things about them or whether, I don't know, whatever was going on. I don't know. Look, I th- I do think Harry and Megan, you know, more broadly, were always going to be held to a different standard because he's the second son. He's the yeah. spare, so to speak. He's She's the, the wife of the spare. Yeah, he's the all, they, they are the all care, no responsibility couple. Mm, yeah. So they can mm-hmm. denounce their royalty. And they can just mm. get get away with it. And they, and they can just move out of Frogmore Cottage after mm. spending a year and millions of dollars renovating yeah. it. Pounds. It, yeah. pounds. Pounds, not even dollars. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. What, so what I loved is uh, Megan got so criticised for, for ditching that dusty old Frogmore Cottage and pissing <laughs> off to Beverly Hills, but yeah. Eugenie moved in. She got Megan's hand-me-downs, and then just days later she left uh, and didn't want to yeah. live there anymore. But no one cared. No one cared like when Megan ditched it. Mm. Well, it's totally, but then you can't really compare the two because Eugenie is totally different. She, because you know, she's, she's a not no working. One. She's a no well, one. She is. <laughs> hey, poor old Eugenie. I like her. But no, but she's not a working member of the royal family. You know, she's got a title. She's related to the Queen. She gets to wear a tiara on a wedding day, you know, but she's not a working member. She doesn't officially represent the Queen. So I think it's a totally different kettle of fish. She gets um, so all, again, yeah, all the all fun, care, no, responsibility. no responsibility. So good. Mm. You know, I don't know if I'd say that if Princess and- if Prince Andrew was your dad. But, oh, oh, what a no. no! That's a whole other. We're going to be talking worms. about him a little bit later, uh, Danielle. I just uh, one more question: Do you think mm. Meghan and Harry can come back from this in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? Well, I think look, I don't think they're ever going to go back to London and sort of you know pitch up at the palace and say to the Queen, "I want we you know we want back in." But I think next year they're going to launch their charity. I think they're going to do really interesting, creative big things and I think it's going to be pretty impressive and interesting to watch from afar and I think they're just going to build their brand globally with a you know constantly with a global view you know as you said before 
reckon of those old musty monarchist types in the UK are probably going to hate every bloody thing they do and will frown about it and complain about it. But I think for the rest of the world, we're going to look on and be pretty impressed by, you know, what they're achieving. Mm, and oh. annoying all those dusty old people is why we love them. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Danielle, exactly. thanks for chatting with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, amazing. mate. Thank you and so have, much. Have You're amazing. Have a great new year. Thanks, guys. You too. See Bye. ya. Bye. So, Big Z, Daniela just brought up uh, the other big scandal that rocked the royal family this mm-hmm. year, Prince Andrew, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, the, the friendship. The the Epstein connection, um, I don't know how he's managed to skate along without really any repercussions here. Mm, well, there was earlier in the year the, the, the infamous car crash BBC interview where oh. he defended the friendship. Uh, just to refresh your memory, here's a, here's a small part of it. Do I regret the fact that... that, that he has quite obviously conducted himself in a manner unbecoming, yes. Unbecoming? He was a sex offender? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm being polite, and in the sense that he was a sex offender. How can you be polite? Just being polite. Just being oh, polite. Oh, gosh. Look, it kept getting worse because then he was asked to respond to the allegations uh, made against him by one of Epstein's accusers, mm. uh, Virginia Giffray. Mm. She says she met the prince in 2001. They danced at a nightclub in London and then had sex. And uh, I'm not sure whether you've ever heard this clip before, but she... She, do, she really just paints the picture about what the experience was, was like. He is the most hideous dancer I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was horrible. And this guy was sweating all over me. Like, his sweat was, like, it was raining basically everywhere. And I was just, like, whoa, grossed out from it. Mm, who mm, wouldn't be? Delicious. Who, just raining Prince Andrew sweat. Oh, gross. He was asked about those quotes in the Car Crash BBC interview. Do you want to hear what he said? Yes, I do. <laughs> she described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating and that she went on to have bath, there's a, there's possibly. A, there's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time and that was oh was she yes I didn't sweat at the time mm, well, well, it makes well, sense I, uh, it's so profound in my medical condition that I can't remember if I do or I do not sweat mm, cold hard facts oh my look to gosh. me it sounds like he needs some kind of prescription deodorant <laughs> or Botox injections Botox injections yeah. that could fix the, the sweat I always worry about that people are like oh I sweat profusely from my palms and my armpits so I had Botox injections there and it's like doesn't that sweat just redirect somewhere else? Oh, you're right. Like, I mean, it's, got, it's got to come out or somewhere. Or from under your eyes or yeah. somewhere. I mean, it's like, you know, if you punched a uh, punctured a whole bunch of holes in a hose yeah. and then just only uh, covered some of them some up, of it yeah, up. Yeah. it would still come it's out. It's got to come somewhere, like from behind your knees oh, or something. Yeah. My, my mm. favourite thing is when people say, oh, I got I only got, I got um, Botox for my migraines. I get really bad migraines. What? Oh, really? So that's yeah. why you needed to get your entire face Botox. <laughs> that's why you can't move it. Your, your migrained face. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I, that. I hate, I hate when yep. I get um, migraines in my lips. Yeah, I in my hate lips. That too. So I had to get fillers. Yeah, had to get fillers. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's nothing worse than a sweaty, like a profusely sweating middle-aged man on a dance floor who can't oh. dance. And see, I'm picturing it while yeah. all that while that yeah. image was getting painted. I was picturing it all: the sweat raining down, the, the hideous dancing that she described. Just awful. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't understand that you can go and do a car crash interview with the BBC, mm. where it was obvious, like, 
surely someone from the royal PR department from comms there just went, oh, my God, why did we let him do that? Who okay this? On our this? national broadcaster the, as well. The person who approved it got fired. Probably. Yeah. Um, and then also how do you survive, you know, such a, an awful, horrific but, um, scandal and it, it just it, the mind boggles. But it's just the epitome of just straight white man confidence. Like you can be yeah. embroiled in such a scandal and only a straight white man like uh, someone like Prince Andrew would turn around and just go, oh, nope, I got it. Don't worry, I'll be able to sort it out. Yeah, I'm fine. Nope, I'm fine with an hour-long interview. I've got it. Yeah. Under control. Yeah. And no, you absolutely do not. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> but, Andrew, uh, look, my sorry, goodness. So that's, uh, look, between Meghan and Harry and Prince Andrew's scandal, mm. it really was the year that destroyed the royals. It was. There was some light. With... Beatrice got married. Oh, she did. She got married. She did, and then then released like in secret too. Mm. And then they released those socially distant photos with oh, Grandma, right. yeah. um, about four meters away from them, because mm. Grandma was like, "Who am I? What yeah. is this? Who are you?" Yeah. And See, like, just I'd... stand there in front of Frogmore, wherever they were. Oh, that dusty old pit. Mm. I felt sorry for <laughs> Fergie because do you remember um, which which is the one that got married? Beatrice. Beatrice. Do you remember when Eugenie got married a few years ago? Mm. And it was Sarah Ferguson turned it into her own celebration. It was all about Fergie. She was running down, giving high fives on the red carpet. She was playing it up to the cameras. Sure. I've just got so much time for Fergie. And I'm just glad because she's probably breathing a sigh of relief that at the end of this year, she's no longer seen as the family up. (laughs) It's true. It's true. For so long, she was the the butt of jokes all around the world. But now. I know. Because even if you reference toe sucking now, no one really knows no, what the hell you're going no, on about. Everyone's aged out that of that scandal ago, now. Everyone's like, toe sucking, yeah. that's not even anything anymore. Mm. Did that happen in the olden days? We don't know. No, we're not sure. I mean, there's whole OnlyFans accounts dedicated to, to foot Fergie's stuff. To toes. Yeah, well, maybe she not to She should start hers. an OnlyFans because she's always having mm. money problems. She is. OnlyFans is where it's at. Yeah, foot stuff. Mm. That's what we call it, at foot stuff. At, at foot Fergie stuff. foot stuff. Oh, mm. Do you think the Queen would revoke that one too? Maybe. With, along with Royal Sussex? But she's not part of the Royal Family oh, anymore. She can do whatever she wants. She can yeah. do because they divorced. <gasps> At Royal Foot Sucker. Oh, my God. So close to something else I thought you were going to say. Oh, then. yeah, I know. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, well, look, we've given away our secrets. I need to go to OnlyFans and Just for Fans or whatever it's called and, mm-hmm. and, and sign up at Royal uh, Foot Sucker. Yes. Uh, it was nice knowing you all. Uh, <laughs> it's been fun this year. Guys, if you want to catch up on old eps of Not Here to Make Friends, you can do it wherever you get your bodies from. Yes, of course. You can go to, uh, what is it, Apple Podcasts. You, Apple can, go Podcasts. you can go to Spotify, which I just go... downloaded Spotify. Oh, did you only I, just? I, you I just come to the bandwagon. I feel like such a, a Gen Zer with my Spotify <laughs> account. Uh, you can also go to YouTube. Just look up the news.com.au page there. Subscribe and like five stars, yeah, of course. Give us a good comment too, and we'll mm. catch you another time. Bye, guys. Bye. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.